You're listening to Knowing Faith, a podcast of Training the Church. This is Kyle Worland. I'm joined by my co-host, Jen Wilkin and JT English. What's up, everybody? Hey, guys. How we doing? JT is... JT's trying to swallow know, the end well, of his lunch. Yeah, what are you eating over there, JT? A little, little homemade leftover spaghetti. Sp- I love spaghetti, oh. but it's always better when it's leftover. Like, it's great when it's fresh, but I love leftover spaghetti. Wow. I don't know I've ever heard anybody say they enjoy leftover spaghetti. Made a little... I, I did not know this about JT. I will say that. Mm. Macy makes great yeah. spaghetti. Uh, spaghetti okay. is Macy's favorite food. Really? So we have it quite a bit. Yeah, she loves spaghetti. <laughs> Is uh, are we talking like is it sausage or ground beef? What do you? It's a t- it's spicy Italian sausage with a little, little yes. sugar in the in the in the uh, sauce. That's too. the secret. Yep. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, the sugar is the secret. People don't know, and then they know, and, and they know. then their lives are never the same. Really. And it's exciting because we did announce a new sponsor, uh, Ragu, uh, today. <laughs> 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 this was all a, this was all a tie-in. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, finally getting those spaghetti sponsorships. You know, we've been waiting for years now, 10 seasons in. That's the dream. Uh, well, uh, today uh, we're doing a best of the first 10 seasons. And I'm just going to go ahead and tell you up front. When, engineer, when I told Engineer Brad, go back and mine uh, for our best clips. He goes, do you want it to be more lighthearted, fun? Do you want it to be more serious, substantive? I said, Let's keep it more lighthearted and fun. Uh, You may have noticed this season, we're doing some episodes on the Doctrine of Salvation. We're covering some topics that are values for us as a partnership team. We've had some great guests on. This episode is just an opportunity for us to a little stroll down memory lane, you might say. Uh, Is that that something that people say? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> one might say uh, it's a sh- as, one as one says a stroll down memory lane, um, and I have some clips for us. JT Jan, have you guys heard these clips? I've not heard one of uh, these clips. No. Wow, mm. this is it feels man, super safe. Mm, feels very safe. Yeah, mm, this is where this is where I feel most in my element is when I have the element of surprise with the two of you. Is is this your version of JT's jump scene only? Yes. Yeah. Except being broadcast to hundreds of thousands of people. (laughs) Yes, audio jump scenes. Yep, (laughs) unscripted. Uh huh. Yep. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna look at this. The the you know we've had a lot of fun, but there's no better place to start than with this first clip. And uh, I'm not gonna give it any context, any lead in. We're gonna go right into it. Let's roll the clip now. And we each we each have different emphases, right? Right. I mean, so Jen, I mean, you're you certainly have made it a huge part of your ministry and training to be able to effectively exegete and teach the Bible. Because that's the most important part, Kyle. <laughs> well, we'll 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 see. I prefer to move on to drawing conclusions <laughs> from the Bible, right? <laughs> and so it'll be fun to see kind of how our distinctive strengths and weaknesses play out, yeah. and as we learn from one another. Yeah, so that was season one, episode one. Oh, man. Sound, Why do you sound like you're 12? <laughs> I know, I was about to say, I sound... I, this, is, uh, this is so long ago. This is a pre-church plant voice, Kyle Worley. Uh, the, Are you like a smoker now? No, like, it's what just happened? the last few years have uh, withered me in some ways. <laughs> Life is taking its toll. No, it really is. You know, it's funny, though, because uh, we started out that way just talking about, hey, we're not all the same. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's true. It's honestly 
would you say it's truer now or was it truer then? Has our overlap increased or de- decreased? I mean, I think in some ways our partnership has given us more. I mean, at that point, we were still fairly new as like conversational partners. Oh, yeah. We had a little bit of Mm -hmm. time, a year and a half at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. We had known each other for longer than that. But in terms of real kind of like doing constructive engagement and work and building and teaching together, it was still fairly fresh. It's now... Years later, in some way, stale. <laughs> it's now, it's now stale. Uh, I feel like I feel like even though geographically we have less overlap. When we were recording that, mm-hmm. we were all at the same place. We were recording that in the same room at the same church in the same mm-hmm. department. Now we have less geographical overlap, but it feels like just through the conversations for years, it's almost like we have more philosophical and theological overlap than we did at the time, or better mm-hmm. synergy, so to speak. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It just feels like we've learned from each other a lot. Like we've realized, oh, that's That's a blind spot that I have. I need to think more deeply about that. And that's the way theology is supposed to work is in community with friends, learning from one another. And I think that's been my one of my favorite parts of the podcast is it hasn't just been like, okay, so here's the script. Who has which line? It's like we're really learning live. Like when you guys are listening to this, there's real aha moments that are happening uh, at least for me, but I hope for each of us, we're like, oh man, I, I hadn't thought about it that way. So that uh, yeah. mm-hmm. even thinking about that first episode, man, that feels like a long time ago. And I think about how much we've learned ago. from reading books or whatever, but like I've learned a lot just in this space right here, talking with you guys. Yeah, that's right. Well, I would imagine you guys have the same sensation like where I'll be up teaching and I'll give a like a little aside on Christology or mm-hmm. Union with Christ and I'll think, oh, should I have cited JT or Kyle? Like, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. but, but whereas when we started the podcast, I think I wouldn't have even had the courage to step in and, and make remarks mm. on some of the things that I would now, but we've had enough repeat conversations about things that I'm like, oh no, 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 I can talk about this now and, and, and not feel like I'm taking a risk or like, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's right. Well, early on in knowing faith, there was something that you both felt very confident about talking about from Almost the very beginning. This feels scary. So let's listen. Let's listen to these two clips from very early on. Listeners might remember there was a running joke that JT and Jen certainly loved, uh, and they wore it out. Let's listen to these two clips back to back here. So Jen, why were you mocking my shirt? Well, you just have a unique fashion sense, which involves wearing toothpaste. Okay, I'm just gonna say. I, you, it's you, just an accessory I hadn't seen before. Okay. You're telling you're telling me that. Did you see the toothpaste before you, you left, left the, the house? house? What? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. I 100% saw the toothpaste. But here's the deal: when you're when you are brushing your teeth, right, and you get your toothpaste on your shirt, and you're like, "Man, I, I've already got this shirt on. I've gone through all the work." My thought was, I'm just committed to this Kyle, now. It is a black <laughs> shirt with white toothpaste. I, you know what? All of our righteous deeds are as filthy rags. It looks almost That's like bad. You know, <laughs> almost looks like a priest's garb at this point, with well, the, right where you landed it, right there in the middle. Well, I was aiming priesthood for that. of all believers. Well, um, okay, clothing choices aside, because I do have opinions about what both of you are wearing. I'm not going to share them for podcast consumption right now. I feel like I think we look great. I think so too. Well, yeah. of course. 
Yeah, so you guys really loved that, uh, and it came up. It wasn't it, like it a came bit up. that we came up with. It wasn't like you know what, Jen. Today, let's talk about this. You came to a <laughs> podcast episode Wait, with toothpaste like, on your shirt. You really couldn't couldn't look away. It was hard to even like focus on the content. It's, it, it's, you remember that the dentist sent us yep. all uh, electric toothbrushes. <laughs> yep, he did. Because you kind of came after electric toothbrushes. You were like, I'm not so sure oh, about them. Oh yeah, I did, I did. Yeah, you were not like yeah. you were not sold on the electric toothbrushes. And one of our yeah. listeners, who was also a dentist, was like, hey, give it a try. What did he say? Give he, it a try. He did also say something in his uh, letter, though. He quoted you, uh, the heart cannot love what the mind does not know. Like, he gave that quote back to you in he, reference he to the toothbrush. Some, yeah, yeah. You got to love it. You got to love it. Well, you know, I think one of the things that we talk about a lot on here, um, and we've talked about it under different names. We've talked about brother-sister culture. We've talked about uh, women in theological education. We've talked about men and women in the life of the church. We've talked about complementarianism. That's something that we've brought up a lot. We had an episode this season covering that topic as well. And we've talked about it just about every season. Uh, But at one point we were looking at the creation account and uh, Jen said something that I think really stuck with us. We're going to listen to that. There is no image of God fully imaged without the woman being created. And Mm -hmm. the second, the second human created is not a man. Like, like God does not create pardon the expression, does not create an elder board for Adam <laughs> right out of the right. gate. He gives him the woman. Yeah. Boom. Boom. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about... I'm just going to sit over here and exhale for a minute. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> Jen, uh, JT out there trying to get me canceled all these seasons later, Kyle. It's not me. Uh, <laughs> when, 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 when God needed to create a partner for Adam, he did not create an elder board. <laughs> is one of my favorite complementarianism quotes in the history of all. We have spent hundreds of hours off air talking through these issues. We have spent dozens of hours on air talking about it. And one of my favorite lines, I used it like less than a month ago. I was talking with somebody at a coffee shop and we were talking through this issue. And I said, well, you know, when God created Adam, he didn't create an elder board to be his partner. He created a woman. Was it one of your elders that you said this to? No, 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 no. (laughs) Was it anybody with a large public platform who likes to... Say nasty things on Twitter. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing. We we we've hit this from a lot of different angles. JT, why 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 have we hit this so many times? Why even as early as that? That was season two, episode forty three, that we were talking through this, and we've talked about it many times since then. Why have we continued to just like bang this symbol? Yeah, I mean, I think. One of the principles of theology is that you address the things that either your church or the culture is talking about. None of, not, not one of us out of the three of us set out to say, you know, 10 years ago, you know what we want to talk a lot about? We want to talk about male and female partnerships and relationships in life, the local church. Like that's not any one of our things, but we happen to be at a church that was walking through that very real issue live. Mm-hmm. And, it, and we know that theology helps people flourish. At least that's what it's intended to do. It's it's intended to help churches flourish, relationships flourish. And so we just happen to kind of be at this nexus point, almost inflection point in the life of our local church, in the life of our individual thinking on these topics, and in light of where we had either worked before or thought about before or written on before. And we just got to really have a, a moment, I think the three of us, that it also could have happened very privately, just being in our offices, talking about this and thinking about how do we help our churches, ministries, and relationships flourish. And it's still a topic. If you were to ask me right now today, yeah. if 
if there was one topic that you would love to see the church have like a council on, this is never going to happen. We're not one unified church in the sense of like, <laughs> it, it would be all around the doctrine of anthropology, whether that's related to artificial yeah. intelligence, to gender and sexuality, to complementarianism, like yeah. the, the, the issue of, of what it means to be a human being and how we relate to other human beings is the, is the topic that, that all churches currently are facing. And complementarianism just happens to be one of those subpoints that we all are passionate about. We want to see uh, healthy, generous complementarianism thrive in the life of local churches. Yeah, that's right. You know, I think one of the things that I get the most feedback on, uh, and we've talked about this before, is just that we treat each other seriously. I mean, not always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we treat each other uh, humorously. <laughs> Uh, as these clips are <laughs> demonstrating, but we, when, when it does come to serious matters, matters of consequence, we have treated each other as what we are, which is intellectual equals. Like we have treated each other as people who are worthy of respect. And we have treated each other as people whose ideas are worth listening to and dealing with, with respect and with integrity and with deference. And I think That really should not be that winsome. It should be rather ordinary, uh, especially for the church. And yet it is winsome because it is not ordinary uh, outside of the church or in the life of the church. I think that's true in any conversations. It's uniquely true of conversations between men and women. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we're very aware of uh, that we think a lot about when we think about seasons and episodes and topics is – how can we demonstrate to other brothers and sisters in Christ that this way of engaging um, ideas of consequence, uh, issues that matter, is not just something you can listen to and benefit from, but you can you can actually go and do this too. Like you you can mm-hmm. you can actually do this with other people that you know, and not just mm-hmm. listen to it being done by someone else. Uh, mm-hmm. And that matters. I think it matters mm-hmm. a lot, and I think it's mattered a lot in the history of the show. Yeah. Well, and I think I hope that we're showing something. Um, someone introduced me to an idea of argument as war. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, that if you're going to have, if you're going to have a back and forth with someone, you're you're in battle with them instead of you're in dialogue with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think that one of the things that we wanted to do is have dialogues, true dialogues, um, where it's not about winning and losing. It's about exploring an idea. Um, and with people who you have deep relationship with and care a lot about. And so... Yeah, that's what we've tried to stick to, and not in a theatrical way. Mm-hmm, we right. wanted to, we wanted to show you, you know, just how we talk on a normal day. Do you ever get stuck wondering how to study a Bible passage? The Courage for Life Study Bibles for Women and the Courage for Life Study Bibles for Men have over fourteen hundred Bible studies. That's a Bible study on every page of Bible text. Access to the Filament Bible app lets you dive even deeper. If you download the app and you scan the page number, you can open up a world of resources, including over 25,000 additional study notes, hundreds of videos, and a full audio Bible. Start discovering at courageforlifebible.com. That's courageforlifebible.com for incredible study notes and an incredible study Bible. What bridge is God calling you to cross that the gospel might go forth among the nations? Women like Lilius Trotter, Harriet Newell, and Sarah Hall Boardman Judson have indeed crossed their own bridges to get to the lost. Discover the stories of 10 inspiring female missionaries who changed the world for Christ. 
10 Women Who Changed the World as Seminary President Daniel Aiken's powerful tribute to these women who fulfilled the Great Commission. May we all follow in their footsteps. 10 Women Who Changed the World is available wherever books are sold. Uh, well, we've also had some fantastic guests, and we couldn't clip all of our favorite episodes. Every guest episode is our favorite guest episode for all of our former mm, guests and future yes. guests. Uh, yes. We love you all equally. You all have a special place in our heart. But we, uh, there were two of them that were my personal favorites. And... Uh, <laughs> 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 no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But there were two that I thought of for this, a Baptist and a Presbyterian. So let's hear these clips real quick. You know, somebody who, even for the lowest church people, just about, if you have somebody who's going in and taking communion bread and sort of throwing it around uh, the church building or just, you know, chugging communion wine, you're going to come up and say, what are you doing? That is so disrespectful to our Lord, something that is signifying his body and his blood. But we tend to do that all the time mm. with the signs of, of mm -hmm. Christ's presence and the people around. When we Baptists are having a bad day, mm -hmm. we tend to think yes. maybe the grass is actually greener <laughs> on the Presbyterian side of the fence. But the question I would have is, do Presbyterians ever have that day <laughs> where they think maybe Baptists? Yeah. Well, well I mean, I mean, actually, because I'm, I'm in the Baptist world a lot right. in yeah. my life. And um, it does give me joy that my Baptist brethren think that the grass is greener <laughs> on our side. You know, I just think to myself, Lord, thank you that somebody thinks that it's good to be in this pool that I'm in right now. Uh, oh, you're in so a pool <laughs> in the Baptist pool? Would you say you've been immersed? Are you immersed in the pool? <laughs> oh, man. I Both of those episodes... Uh, both of those episodes were fantastic. Uh, the, the Russell Moore episode, he talked, mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, Jen, you probably do because you've mentioned it before, but he mm -hmm. was dropping some stuff in that episode that like all of us were just like, whoa, whoa, about whoa humanity? hold on and here. like true humanity. About humanity. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that. and true yes. humanity. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, and we had a bad connection. I remember we had yeah. a bad connection. And I was just was like, if we lose this connection with him, I don't know what I'm going to do because I need to hear what he's going to say next. Yep. It was it was so good. So good. It really was. And I like Ligon Duncan is probably personally my favorite guest we've ever had. Uh, and I don't know anything about him outside of the time that I had with him and what I've read. Um, but he was so personable, so funny, and he was smart. And I got to tell you, Dr. Duncan, if somebody sends this to you, I just want to let you know, you have an, if, if I could give out golden An tickets, invitation. golden tickets for knowing faith episodes, you've got the golden ticket, my friend, you ever want to come yeah. back on, you holler at us, mm -hmm. I will make a way, mm -hmm. man, he, I got to tell you, there are, I've been around a lot of smart people in my life. I've been around a lot of kind people in my life. Mm -hmm. And it is very rare that very, very smart and very, very kind are mm -hmm. like in the same space with a person. And boy, oh boy, was just having him in the room. It was like, I knew immediately this is a very, very smart person. And it's a very, he's a very kind person. And I loved I that I don't know episode. if you remember, I, I think when we had him on, he had also come to do a forum yep. for us at, um, yeah, at the church. Right. And he preached, I don't know if you remember this, for 45 minutes on one verse. Yep. And it's one of the best sermons I've ever heard in my entire life. 
I love that. Yep. I love that. He's great. He almost he made Kyle a Presbyterian too. Oh man, he was he was working <laughs> on it. I mean, I knew once is we went why, down that trail. Is that why you're thankful he was kind? Because if he was a little oh, bit of yeah. a meaner Presbyterian, I think he would have had you in a corner. <laughs> oh, I would. I was in deep. I was. Uh, he was not in the deep waters. He was in the the shallow waters of the baptismal font. Uh, but I was in the deep waters. Of pedo baptism, and I thought, man, alive! I hope he does not press this. Uh, but yeah, it was. Um, I often tell people, I was like, I feel like my arguments for uh, for believers' baptism are really strong, but they feel a lot less strong when I'm across the table from Doctor Lick and Duncan. It felt yes, a lot. They, they felt should. they felt a lot weaker, uh, a lot weaker. So, um, well, you know, I remember fondly a time. You know, our episode titles now are. They're fairly predictable, honestly. <laughs> They're kind of boring. But there was a time in which I got real creative uh, with these episodes. Do you guys remember this? Yeah. Yeah, well, here's a couple of uh, clips from People some episodes. People would ask us questions uh, of like, what was, uh, can you guys send us that episode on whatever? And I'd be like, ah, I wish we labeled <laughs> it in some yeah, way, shape, or form that resembles what we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> yeah, and, this, and, and I was also getting real creative when we did nothing with the show notes. So there was like zero yeah, way that's right. to discern what we had talked about in the episode without listening yeah. to the full episode. So mm-hmm. we have uh, course corrected, but here's a couple of clips from some more creatively titled episodes. All right, y'all, what do y'all think about this episode title, huh? PBNJ. I don't get it. Not your best work. Okay, well. <laughs> you were pretty excited about it, though, weren't you? I, well, I was, especially at the end of the last episode when I said it. Okay, tell me the truth, though. Like, how much time do you <laughs> spend coming up with this stuff? I pretty, Actually, who's your ghostwriter? Who's my ghostwriter? <laughs> like, for who it? does this for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm not giving it away. I want all the credit for this. Um, PB&J, we're talking about Paul, Barnabas, in Jerusalem. See, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. PB&J. I followed it, yeah. J, but yeah. if you were going to be more accurate, you'd have to say they're in Cyprus... Antioch. Yeah, Antioch. I get it. Okay. Injury like it's not a perfect title. Okay. okay. <laughs> Wait, you didn't answer. You Do you like spicy food? I mean, I like a little bit. I've had to adapt because um, Mr. Jeff Wilkin loves spicy food. Really? I'm pretty sure he's had some damage to his taste buds that makes him think things are less spicy than they are. Really? So he's got like high tolerance. Yeah. Wow. Or okay. he's defective. They have a Halloween candy <laughs> called the Toe of Satan. Candy never tasted so scary. No, not today. <laughs> not today, <laughs> Satan. Not today, Toe of Satan. Not today. Uh, well, we're talking about spicy food because the episode today is titled Hot Tongues. I, I object to the title. I know you do, but here's the deal. Like, I have very few spiritual gifts and clickbait headlines uh. are one of them. So, like, I just feel like I'm, I'm not serving the church effectively if I don't give these. I, I, agree. Mean, I agree with that assessment. And I, I honed that practice for the record while trafficking through two of the most boring books in the Bible, First and Second Samuel. You're the worst, <laughs> Kyle. Those books were riveting. Uh... I always laugh when I hear JT reference the candy that's called the Toe of Satan. I've listened to that clip 15 times in preparation for this episode. And even when I heard it then, I had to laugh again. I just don't even know where you pulled that from. I have no idea. Like, I don't even remember. If you were to ask me, have you ever said that in your life? I would say absolutely not. (laughs) You would deny it. never said that. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's a deep fake. Somehow you guys guys got my voice and and made me say that. No. Kyle, I, what's your personal favorite title you came up with? Uh, blanket full of bacon, I think, is a yeah, top. I thought it was, I think, I thought it was pigs, in a, pigs in a blanket. 
No, I, no, no that I was we later thought that would have been great. Oh. Yeah. A blanket full of bacon is alliterated, so I give it bonus points. It's, yeah. I, I do think it's my best. From that season of episode titles, I think it's the best one. I'm really yeah. proud of it. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, But, you know, so many listeners would email and go, could you please title these episodes with the actual yeah. scripture references? Because you're going through books of the Bible. You're giving the craziest possible names <laughs> to your discussions, and we cannot follow along. And after yeah. about 50 of those, I think it was the comm team at the time at the Village Church where we were doing this podcast, they said, you really, we got to change this. We have to stop it. We have mm-hmm. to stop this. Mm-hmm. So we did. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Okay. Let's let's take a different direction here for a second. Um, uh, we've talked through a lot of topics, and where I was thinking through one of the uh, moments, uh, this is actually a clip that I specifically asked for with Engineer Brad. I thought this was a really fantastic clip because there are some moments where we're kind of like we're, we're looking at a text, and all of a sudden, one of us. It's normally. It sometimes is JT. It's normally Jen. It is occasionally, but rarely me. We'll make an application of the text that I just, even as a listener, uh, like I'm hosting the show, but I kind of feel as a listener for a moment, like, wow, like that really kind of struck me. And this is one of those times where I felt like Jen hit something and it just kind of smacked me right in the mouth. So give it a listen. You know what I think about when I read this? I think about how... I would imagine that each of the three of us has has been wronged, right, by someone in a significant way. We're old enough to have had that in our story. And there have been times where I have been given over to thinking about how one day God will reveal everyone's motives. And so I will I will be in, in heaven. And this person who hurt me, it's finally gonna be exposed for what it was, right? And that that can be our conception of how God makes all things right in the end is when that person who wronged me finally understands exactly how they wronged me and how terrible it was. Like they will be held accountable to the law. Hmm. And I remember realizing at one point how on that day, I will probably not have the framework to celebrate that moment the way that I picture myself doing it because I will be busy acknowledging my full responsibility (laughs) for the people that I have wronged, which is not to say that eternity is going to be all of us standing around staring at all of the things that we have done wrong. But I think that the way we conceive of that great judgment, when we picture it, do we picture others being called to account for their wrongs against us? Or do we also reflect that we too will fully understand the wrongs that we have committed against God and others on that day? Yeah, I remember. That was peppy. Well, well, yeah, it was. I didn't say it was super <laughs> optimistic. I just said it, it smacked me in the mouth. Uh, uh, I mean, it did. I can remember. I can remember thinking later on that day about that, and it was maybe it was just the season I was in. But there was a there was a season where it was very difficult for me. Uh, I'd been hurt in some ways, and mm-hmm. I was carrying a lot of bitterness and a lot of frustration. And I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, like, "Man, that's exactly right." Like, 
there is a sense in which I'm carrying right now this poison of judgment and resentment and this desire for vindication and bitterness. It was all kind of just jumbled up in me. Um, and I don't even remember what book of the Bible we were walking through in that clip. It sounds like mm-hmm. something out of first or second Samuel, frankly, uh, but it, <laughs> which you hated, which I did not love, <laughs> frankly, but whatever we were doing, I can remember it was, uh, it was really just a challenge for me and an exhortation for me. And I think we've all had those moments on the other side of the screen or the other side of the recording booth when one of us makes an observation or an application or, or says something in a way where for a moment, it's like we're no longer hosting a podcast, mm-hmm. but it's like now we're, it's like what you said at the very beginning, JT, these kind of learning moments where you're like, okay, I'm kind of out of the, the, the host role now. And I'm just like, learning with you or learning from you. And those have been some of my favorite moments uh, when it feels like, man, the Lord is really using this conversation to shape my life in a really significant way. My favorite moments on the podcast are when we forget that we're doing a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And that happens frequently for me. Like I, it, I forget about the camera. I forget about this. Like I'm, it's almost like a zoom call for us where we're just learning. And yeah. I feel like that was the case. And we're like, Oh, wait a second. Are we recording this? You know? Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's those yeah. moments where we are just able to learn from each other, be with each other, joke with one another. I think one of my favorite things too, and these clips represent that Kyle, I'm glad you picked these kinds of clips is we're living through a cultural moment right now where there's so much cynicism and sarcasm and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. feels like an inflection point. And I just have loved the levity that these conversations have brought my own personal life, yeah. like serious mm-hmm. content matter, but also joy in the middle of it. Like a playfulness in the midst of seriousness has been just good for my soul. Mm-hmm. And I think too, you know, you've said that we'll, we'll sit and be really thinking about what someone else is saying. I, I can say with honesty and without being dramatic, um, I felt I've had moments of worship in the middle of mm-hmm. one of our episodes, you know, where mm-hmm. I'm just like, I, I still remember Kyle, the first time we did a Christology um, episode and you were talking about it. And I guess I had not been in the training program to hear you teach it before. And so I'm on the podcast listening to you articulate your favorite thing for the first time from in my hearing. And I was just blown away. And I'm sitting there thinking, how has this never come up before? Mm. Like, why am I just now hearing Kyle talk about this on the podcast? I've had the same thing happen um, with UJT around the Trinity, which I I used to just be like, every time you'd start talking about it, I'd be like, I got to get out of the room. This is too hard. I can't, you know. Uh, And then you would give some insight. And I'm like, that is so simple and clear and important. And I just, that's another piece of this is I just think about the conversations I might never have had Mm. if I hadn't. Um, been in proximity with the two of you in particular, but even just with people who wanted to have theological conversations, not just in a spirit of charity, but in just in a, in a lighthearted, um, but also serious minded way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Well, we, uh, we're going to end on the lighthearted side. Uh, because that's what this episode is about, um, having some fun. Um, Here's some clips of uh, these. Uh, these are probably not our best moments. Uh, they're not our worst moments. They're just moments from the last 10 years. <laughs> Behold, your father is ill. So he took with him his two sons, Manessa and Ephraim. And it was told to Jacob, your son. Did you Joseph- say Vanessa? No, I said Manessa. <laughs> <laughs> Manessa? Manasseh, that's what I'm saying. Okay, it sounds like you said. <laughs> Am I? You thought I said Vanessa? Because that's what you said. <laughs> I did not say Vanessa. God help me. Vanessa and Ephraim. Um, oh my gosh, Vanessa. Okay, okay. Uh, let, me, let me be clear. Manasseh. Jo- Joseph. Ah, Joseph. Ah. 
Yeah. Joseph <laughs> took with him Manasseh and Ephraim. Dear listener, I did say Vanessa. <laughs> uh, I've listened to that clip many times, and I definitely said Vanessa. Yeah, uh, yeah 100% on that one. Uh, I just had to cover my tracks real quick. Uh, but yeah, it was Vanessa for sure. Uh, I, can, I can own that now. I can own that now. Um, but uh, hey, JT, let's listen to you talk about how you love yourself. And for the listeners at home who have been paying attention to our social media, uh, is your coffee that you're drinking right now, does it happen to have your face wrapped around the outside of it in a sort of coffee sleeve? The listeners want to know. Do you use coffee sleeves with your face on them? I just wish just the listeners could... I wish the listeners could see his facial expression right now. It's making me so happy. He, this is certainly, he's, he's definitely deadpanning this joke right now. Um, but I've got to tell you, uh, I like to imagine that every time you pour yourself a cup of coffee, you're drinking it out of a coffee container that has your face on it. Well, what's interesting is that doesn't happen. But every time I imagine you pouring yourself a cup of coffee, I imagine my face being on your cup of coffee. <laughs> Every time uh, I imagine JT pouring himself a cup of coffee, I secretly hope a little will spill on him yeah, and yes. burn him. He has just, been, just so our listeners can know that before we actually begin to successfully record an episode, he trolls Kyle so hard every <laughs> single time. I think, the I, I, do it. I think the listeners have a very good perspective about how I'm treated by JT. <laughs> I, think they, I think they have fully wrapped their head around the nature of our relationship. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah. So, JT, do you want to give you want to give the background on that for maybe newer listeners to the show? Uh, these coffee sleeves. Do you remember this? Yeah, it was just this fake joke that you guys pulled, acting like there was coffee <laughs> <No>. sleeves. <laughs> oh man one uh, one of one of the previous institutions that I was associated with did like a campaign, and I've got to. I talked to you guys about this beforehand. If you remember this, I, oh, I yeah, came to you guys like, hey, should I do this? I don't know if I should do this, and. I was helping a buddy out and it turned out to be a much bigger thing than I realized it was. I thought there was like 30 or 40 people <laughs> that were going to be a part of this, like alumni <laughs> supporting their school. Turns out they put my face on uh, like the sleeves of everything, of, of, yeah, of, everything. A lot of, of a lot of stuff. <laughs> that is not, that is not what I thought was going to happen. And it turned out that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I I saw somebody had uh, somebody had like posted or emailed a picture of a coffee sleeve with JT's face on it um, that was being used, and I I I bet I'm pretty them. sure they were trolling I, me too. They, like, I don't know. I think they were. <laughs> I think you were a golden a golden son uh, for them, and uh, they were happy that. to rejoice in your face. Uh, and uh, I remember texting this person saying, "You you have to send me." Some of these yeah. coffee sleeves. Yeah, I have two. I found them in my office just two days ago. Oh my Unbelievable. goodness! Unbelievable. I love that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that. You should walk around the halls uh, of the I office, should. Jen, with that on there, just yeah. as a mm -hmm. uh, like a, like a ghost of Christmas past. That would actually make me a little happy. I think you should do that, Jen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one last one here. This was uh, Jen's shining moment in uh, defending oh, no. uh, the rights of uh, female colleagues everywhere. So here we go. 
All right. Well, here we are today, and uh, Jen is bundled up. Is it too cold in here, Jen? It is so cold. What room have you ever been in that did not require a blanket? All right. Let's talk about sexism in <laughs> oh, work environments, shall Hard we? Right turn. Feel like you walked right into this, but do you know why? I feel why? like I always walk right into it. <laughs> do you know why buildings are kept at the temperature that they're kept at? I'm sure it has something to do with, with the economy. It's finances. based on an algorithm of what a 154-pound man perceives to be the correct temperature in a room. It was developed in the 1960s and the metabolic <laughs> rates of men and women are not the same. I want to dispute this, but I don't know that I have the data to you know, you just I'll send have, you a link to the article. We'll put a link to the fun. article in the show <laughs> notes. <laughs> you can't even have fun anymore, can you? Just like a, <laughs> ah, hey, look, a little uh, trite comment about the AC. Well, hold on. Let me actually explain to you how... Uh, the man is keeping the woman down. Okay, right? great. Um, landmines, landmines. There we go. That's amazing. Just was trying to. Hey. I just. I'm just trying to open up the episode of a podcast, and Jen's just got to like truth bomb me in the middle I of had the to intro. Smash the patriarchy. Yeah. yeah. Evidently. Evidently. Um, well, listen. We've had a good time. We've had a ton of fun. Um, we really appreciate you tuning in for 10 seasons and listening along. Uh, that is certainly not the sum total of what we've been up to uh, over these last 10 seasons. If you're a new listener and you're like. Man, I think this podcast is just three friends joshing around. Joshing around, is that right? Can yeah, I, I say used that? to say that in like 1994. Has that been canceled? Yeah. I think it's Vanessaing around is what the term is, but I'm not sure. If, if you think this is just three friends or Vanessaing around, well, that, that has happened quite a bit, but we've also covered a lot of substantive terrain and we appreciate you for listening. You know, I've said it before, JT used to say, uh, whenever I, when we'd outro an episode, I would say, we hope you enjoy the discussion, grace and peace. Uh, and JT or engineer Brad would say grapes and peace every mm -hmm. single time. Mm -hmm. Uh, and grace and peace is truly really what it's been like for us with our audience. There's really just been a, a real spirit of generosity in the conversations that we've had together. Our audience has engaged that way and we've had fruitful discussion and conversation and we've had a lot of fun in doing it. And, and that's not stopping 10 seasons in. And I feel like we're just hitting our stride. We're excited about what's to come. We have cool projects that we can't wait to tell you about that we think are going to continue to move the ball forward in local churches when it comes to Bible literacy, theological discipleship, brother-sister culture, and none of that would really be possible apart from God's grace and our partnership and uh, the Knowing Faith audience being willing to engage these issues with conviction, compassion, and charity. Uh, and so just thanks for listening. Um, we hope you have fun. Uh, do, do either of you want to have the last word on this? I'm going to seed the outro here to the two of you. Grace. And peace. <laughs> Boom. There we go. That's it. <laughs> Hope you enjoy the discussion. Grace and peace. <laughs>